Welcome to the Eagle Podcast, where we cover interesting projects with founders and builders from the Aaron ecosystem. My name is Sabi, I'm going to be your host today. Let's start. Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Eagle Podcast. Today we will talk about the first gaming guild on the Aaron network. Please welcome my today's guest, Borislav from Eagle GG. Hi Borislav, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hi there, Zabi. Thank you very much for having me. Doing well. My pleasure. Could you give us a bit of a background and a bit of a brief description of the project you are starting? Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, going to start with a brief intro on myself and what kind of led me to Elrond and gaming in general. Uh, I started my career in traditional VC. I uh, worked for Deloitte Ventures in London for several years where I focused on traditional Web2 startups. Then I moved into tech, where I worked for a German company called Salonis. It was a very data-heavy job uh, doing something called process mining, where you would extract a bunch of information from different ERP systems and kind of try to run real-time data analytics. So, you know, that kind of uh, took me to, to, to a different path. And then from there, I joined Morningstar Ventures as the head of special projects where I started working with Danilo, who is an old friend of mine. You know, we went to university together. And, uh, you know, in the last couple of months, the deal flow that we were basically uh, dealing with was very heavy on gaming, NFTs, metaverse in general. So, you know, we saw a new trend appear. And uh, it's basically, in our opinion, one of the biggest product market fits in blockchain currently. So that took us to, to gaming in general and guilds. You know, we are investors in several guilds like YGG, Snap Club, and the likes. And you know, we thought since we love Elrond and uh, we are close to the founding team, uh, you know, we said, why don't we do something a little different, focusing on a single blockchain, making it a little bit more exclusive, and focusing on actually helping the ecosystem develop by bringing new projects, helping existing ones, and creating a little bit more of a tight knit community that you know could help those projects develop. And uh, one thing led to another. Three months ago, we launched Ego GG. We had a massive interest from the community. Around 11,000 people signed up to our newsletter. Um, you know, from that, we basically had two rounds of recruitment where we got around 3,000 applications, brought these down to around 200, had a second round, which was a little bit more in-depth. And, uh, you know, the caliber of people was just extraordinary. You know, we had everyone from university professors, PhD students, web developers, designers, all the way for pe- to people who were a little less fortunate and, you know, COVID left them without a job. So from within this mix, we, we, we got an amazing group of 37 Genesis members. And uh, that was the beginning of Ego GG. Can you tell a bit more about the Genesis members, what that means? Uh, who are they people? They are the first adopters or they are the first people who will work on it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the idea of the of the guild, as I said, is a little bit different than than traditional guilds, right? And I'm just going to give a little bit of a history on guilds for for uh, those of us who are not as familiar um, in gaming, which uh, which included myself a couple of months ago. But you know, from back in the days, I don't know if you remember the times when we used to play Counter Strike, Starcraft. You know, guilds were basically clans, right? Like a group yep. of friends who would get together play games, you know, and just have fun. And, you know, the evolution of that started by those structures growing into proper communities, 
then you know YGG during COVID with Axie Infinity and you know everything that was going on in the Philippines introduced the whole scholarship uh, model, which was very interesting. You know, and the distribution of NFTs, you know, having some sort of a of a revenue sharing model was 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 an innovation in itself, and it kind of sparked a new wave of guilds in Web three, which were basically you know more specialized. They focus on breaking down these barriers of uh, players being able to enter the game to nowadays you know and and with every structure things evolve you know they become more complicated and and more specific to their use case so in our case because of the state that Elrond is in and because of the demographics of the people that participate in the network you know it's very heavy on on central and eastern europe you know where incomes are a little bit higher than than uh, in emerging economies such as the philippines you know we we had to come up with something different you know whether the the players that we that we wanted to get on board were not just players but they were actually professionals who had deep expertise in different areas so these 37 genesis members are actually the people who are kind of our extended founding team you know they're not just gamers that we want to lend out assets to they're actually people who help us develop concepts the games and the the projects that we invest and partner up with they play a fundamental role in helping these develop ideate test content create all the way to you know come up with different concepts and uh, you know developing and publishing those games so in a nutshell these 37 genesis members are the extended ego gg family which uh, will set the will set the tone of how we operate and we can also call them the 37 experts of the ego gg of the upcoming ego gg <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely okay. Okay, so you are the answer to one of my questions. So Eagle GG will be a bit different, but uh, still you have a lot of pedigree from YGG. I think everyone knows that project uh, quite big with X Infinity and maybe one of the first or maybe the first. Can we talk a bit about the gaming on blockchain? Because I think it is uh, in, the, in the last two years, the development was insane. We are still in children's shoes let's say when we are comparing uh, games on the blockchain to web 2 games and i think this year or maybe end of last year it started um, reveal revealing that uh, people people also want to enjoy the game you know just uh, playing to earn is not enough so how do you see uh, gaming on the blockchain the development and how uh, what do you think how far we are to let's say approach the web 2 game state when people will start to play from enjoyment and they can also earn in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I have a short answer and a long answer. I started with the short one just to, to you know, basically express my opinion and, 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 and I'm sure I shared this with a lot of people that are focusing in the industry. You know, blockchain gaming is in, is, is, is in its infancy. You know, the current market cap of GameFi of all the tokens is around, around 10 billion uh, as it currently stands, you know, now that we're in a, in a bear market. Whereas the, the global gaming industry is a $198 billion market, right? Like that's, that's bigger than Hollywood and music combined. You know, Hollywood is around 95 billion and uh, music is around 50. So just in terms of scale, you can say, you can, you can tell that it's, uh, it's, it's in its infancy. But, you know, putting money aside in capital and resources, I think it's important to mention that, you know, apart from Axie Infinity, which basically set the tone of, of uh, play to earn and you know now Steppen that introduced also a real life use case uh, of move to earn of gamification you know with a which basically cr crosses with with DeFi I think games haven't had enough time to properly develop you know a triple a game 
if you talk to any uh, to any development studio would, would basically say that it takes three to five years to develop properly you know especially if it's a uh, an RPG or you know a proper strategy game it's a it, it, it's it's an effort and a half right it's, it doesn't happen overnight so you know that's that's my my, my kind of a short answer my long answer would break down into you know where, where the state is and where where it would go down you can break it down into four different segments so on the one hand, you basically have the games, right? So as I mentioned on, on blockchain, Axie Infinity set the tone with the play to earn. Then, you know, in our opinion, a lot of people kind of replicated that two token model, you know, introduced NFTs. And as with every industry, whenever there is a, a core loop that works, people that don't want to risk too much, they basically adopt that model and then they build something similar, but not too different. And as we've all seen, you know, Axie Infinity has its problems, right? Like the inflation with more more players coming in, you know, and, and, and all the rest that comes also with a bear market where when the tokens are not as valuable and if the players are only playing it for those tokens, naturally they, they, they migrate. Um, you know, then Steppen, Steppen came around and Steppen, I consider a game as well, you know, or at least gamification of, an, of, a, of a physical activity app, you know, which, which is very interesting. And, you know, they have a different tokenomics model. You know, there are certain burn mechanisms now that are introduced. You know, the NFTs are controlled in, in, in different ways. So that in itself is quite a revolution, you know, because you see a lot of Web2 people migrate to Web3 just to do that and you know to, to experience a different model without having to create a wallet without having to know what nfts are the only way that they would basically interact with the blockchain is when they need to cash out whatever they have earned which which is amazing you know like that in itself is is uh, already a big one but then now you also see in terms of proper gaming you know you see studios like ubisoft supporting startups in web3 you see them launching their own platform called quartz which is basically a platform that lets players earn and purchase in-game items um, and NFTs, you know, on Tesos. You know, they have a PC version uh, for, of one of their games where they'll be introducing that. You see Atari partnering up with uh, blockchain gaming platforms like Engine. You know, you see FTX doing uh, some, some interesting partnerships with uh, uh, TSM. You know, so now you see the giants kind of getting in and, you know, keeping their toes without too much risk. But it's a matter of time until these guys basically start bringing the heavy hitters in terms of resources, in terms of game developers and uh, creating something which is also pleasant to, to, to play apart from, you know, ownership and, and the, the economics that go with uh, Web3 gaming. Okay, yeah, um, I totally agree. I think these big ones and uh, I think we can talk about anything else in the industry, not only gaming. They are watching and as fast as I can see something which is working and there is engagement from the people they just jumped in jump in with the big resources you know with the with the big guns and uh going back to the to the web3 economy or the gaming economy yes i think there are two things which need to be worked out one is the economy itself the inflationary stuff you know and uh, yes i also had a chat with uh with Jan from stepan and uh, from what i understood it needs to be like a, a bubble economy you know a self-sustainable economy when everything goes around and and there is no loose end, let's say, when uh, the inflationary part of the token just uh, runs out of control. So uh, that's uh, very good that you you are thinking of that. And regarding the games, yeah, uh, it takes time. 
but uh, I can see that many games right now are in development in parallel. So I think we will see a point maybe in the next one or two years when we will have like multiple games released at the same time or maybe in the same months. What do you think about that? I think so too. Yeah, the, we, the thing is a lot of the projects that we invest in, uh, Morningstar Ventures and, you know, uh, Ego GG are in development and in the next 12 to 18 months. We're going to see some serious uh, games coming out. That's not to say that the games that are that are currently on the blockchain don't have a chance to 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 develop further and and become better. It's just that you know, like I said, good games take time, and uh, you know these eighteen months are going to be instrumental for 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 the big studios to basically get out some uh, some big names to the market. Yeah, I mean, Cyberpunk was developed for what seven years, something like that. It was a Web two game. Not not that it takes away that it's a Web two, but it was developed for seven seven years. So yeah, it's a lot. Okay, now let's go back uh, a bit. Now we touched the let's say worldwide gaming uh, industry. Let's go back to Aaron, okay? Because we are talking about Aaron Network right now and gaming on Aaron Network. How do you see the games, the gaming industry on on this blockchain? In what status it is right now? Well, the thing is, you know, Elrond uh, in itself is a very vibrant network. You know, the, the communities that are there are, are, are very close. The projects that are being built are not necessarily the most advanced as it currently stands, but they are definitely the ones that benefit from very early testing, having very active communities which actually care about the development. You know, so to, to, to bring this to life a little bit, we, we have currently with Igu, GG, we have three partnerships with games. You know, the first one that we started with is uh, Knights of Katina. So the team is, is from Germany, three super cool guys. You know, I hope you, you get them on the podcast at some point in time to talk to them. But long story short, you know, these guys have quit their jobs and worked on this game for, for several years, right? And, you know, now they've gotten to a stage where they, they want to do close alpha testing. They want to involve the community to ideate. They need a little bit of help with, you know, other things around the development and tokenomics. So these are all things that we try to support with, but it's also very specific to the Elrond ecosystem because, you know, all of these projects we try to introduce to each other, they create partnerships, you know, they develop simultaneously. And even though they're not ready for prime time, they're definitely getting there and uh, they will be getting some serious distractions in the coming months. So in a nutshell, I would say it's, it's in progress. But there is some very, very promising uh, titles coming out, like Age of Zalmoxis, Cantina Royale, which was just the latest uh, uh, launchpad project. You know, these are all very engaging games that, with the right, uh, with with the right community strategies and uh, with the right evolution, have have a lot of legs that to 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 develop into something grand. Now that you mentioned Age of Zalmoxis, I just saw some some new graphics coming out. You know, some sneak peeks on Twitter, and wow, man, that's uh, that's some some heavy work uh, there. And uh, yeah, it's uh, the games are very interesting. I'm I'm uh, very interested to see Age of Zalmoxis with the with the history and and a lot of people are involved from history professors to developers, everyone. So yeah, uh, it will be a very interesting um, I don't know month or maybe a year in one or two to see all these games just. Uh, coming alive, you know, and uh, people just flooding in. Okay, let's go forward and talk about the Eagle GG. This is a new uh, gaming guild. It started a couple of months ago. How a game can, let's say, apply to be in the gaming guild? If I would be a game developer, uh, what should I do to be part of the gaming guild, to be listed on the on the guild? So, I mean, there is two ways, right? We, as with most most projects that we that we work 
quit. You know, we've actually gotten these through warm introductions. These are either portfolio companies that we have invested in. And, you know, Ego GG is an extension to the partnership and to the value add that we bring uh, as Morningstar Ventures. But recently, you know, we've, we've also opened up the gates to, to, to projects to basically apply to work with us. You know, by the time that this podcast will be out, we'll have uh, our new website out. There is going to be a, a, you know, a very easy application process where anybody will be able to pitch us their project, send us some materials. And, you know, from there we would get involved. We have a we have a pretty strict um, you know criteria of, of when a project can join and the kind of partnerships we make. The reason being is you know because of the resources we have in terms of people, we try to be very focused and have a, a, a very not rigid but you know a very concrete plan of what both parties get. You know so currently, as I said, we are only working with uh, with four uh, with four games. But in the next uh, weeks, this is a little bit of alpha that uh, your listeners are going to get. But we're going to invite the new wave of, of uh, members in Ego GG. So we'll become around uh, 110 people. So we'll have a little bit more capacity to basically invite new projects, get them on board. Generally, what we look for is for a, a playable demo to be available, you know, a very clear roadmap of, of uh, the release cycles of the games. And, you know, as always, we, we try to work with... Uh, good founders, good people, you know, who, who are both coachable and have a, have a unique vision that is not just copying what's, what's in existence, but actually creating something new that, you know, both uh, the founding team, EGG and Elrond in general can be, can be proud of. So you are looking not only on the, uh, at the game, but also at the team, because uh, in the end you need to work together, you need to develop together, upgrade together. So uh, it, this is most, more like a process, right? And since somebody being listed, the team will need to work with you guys, come up with any solutions or any upgrades which needed. Is, am I understanding this correctly? No, you are absolutely. You you you, you nailed it uh, on the head, actually. So the, we, we the, the the way that we work with games is on one hand, you know, the Ego GG team is uh, is very closely involved and tries to provide all all the help they need. But then also in terms of workings with the with the actual guild, you know, there is a there is a dedicated channel where our Genesis members have direct contact with the founding team. Uh, there is a very clear line of communication of you know ideas that could be implemented, bugs that could be found. You know, we hold uh, regular get-togethers between the founders and uh, uh, and our Genesis members. And in the future, you know, one of the one of the distinct distinguished uh, features of the guild is going to be we're also creating a partner network of founders, right? So we'll start introducing the games to each other. There's already a couple of partnerships uh, that were announced. For example, the Elrond Apes and uh, Cantina Royale. You know, that was a big one that the community was quite excited about. You know, there is going to be such symbiosis that, that take place and the founding teams are the key thing in, this, uh, in, in these partnerships and the overall process. So, so far you have, you said you have already four games signed up, right? Cantina Reale, I guess, which you just mentioned, Age of Zalmoxis, what are the other two? Exactly. So there is uh, Knights of Catina, Age of Zalmoxis, Cantina Royale, and then for the fourth one, you're going to have to wait a couple of days uh, until we do the public announcement. So uh, that's uh, that's going to come probably sometime next week. But probably by the time this podcast goes out, it will be official. So maybe maybe people can just uh, check it in uh, on on the website. Now let's go forward because I, uh, I I also know that you have other partners as well. You know you don't work only with uh, with games. And um, I just had a chat last week with uh, Mark and Praveen from from Ethereum. 
can you talk about that? I know about, for example, about gaming passports, how they are going to be built in uh, in EGOGG. I know that Ethereum is all also on the air on the blockchain. So I would imagine that the the work is uh, or the relationship is pretty close. Yeah, absolutely. So Ethereum itself is the first incubation uh, project of Morningstar Ventures. You know, Praveen and Mark are are, are, are amazing guys. You know, we're we're in very close contact. We actually held our first event with Genesis members last week. And there is an initiative around, uh, as you rightly mentioned, the Gamer Passport. And what the Gamer Passport is, it's basically a soul-bound NFT that encompasses reputation and digital identity. And what this means is basically every single one of our members is going to have their Gamer Passport, which will include both on-chain data, which is, you know, things like when loss ratio time spent, you know, playing those games, you know, the wallets they use and, you know, a bunch of other, a, a bunch of other valuable stuff and off-chain data, you know, so their social interactions, sentiment, particular traits and what they could be helpful with. And all of these data will be, will be something that the player will own. You know, it will be tradable, it will be monetizable, but more importantly, you know, it's going to be something that will represent you in, in, in the blockchain world. And on the back of it, you have different opportunities, you have different perks. You know, it's, 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 it's basically going to now bring a little bit of uh, transparency of, of who you really are without having to expose any kind of personal data such as names and, uh, you know, phone numbers and the like. So it's a very interesting concept that we're developing with the ETM team uh, in, in combination with our Genesis members. And uh, you'll be seeing more more, more of that in the future, uh, as it as we as we partner up with games, it's going to be an instrumental part of the onboarding and the overall experience. So this will be part of uh, of onboarding somebody, a gamer, for example, because this is this gaming passport is for gamers, not for games, right? Everyone will have their stats and what you just said uh, on this gaming passport. Uh, very good that you mentioned because now I want to go towards the gamers. We talked about the games. How can um, somebody who is a gamer, but uh, maybe they cannot afford to buy an NFT and start paying with it, uh, join the guild or sign up to the to the guild and start playing? So. The thing is that we, we, we had an, an immense amount of interest and we're still taking signups for the guild. The way that we're going to open it up is in stages. Like I said, we currently have only 37 members. Next, we're going to invite, invite around 100 and then we're going to have different waves of opening it up. The reason being is we try to keep the community specialized. You know, Obviously, we, we want to make it fun and bring the best games, but considering that these games are in development, you know, we need to help with that process. So players can apply at any point in time just by putting up their email. Then we have uh, a couple of uh, onboarding questionnaires that they would have to answer. And then on the back of that, we have a rating system where we keep everybody on file. And, uh, you know, people shouldn't be disappointed if they don't get selected uh, sooner rather than later because everybody um, everybody is considered. And at some point in time, we'll obviously be grow growing the numbers massively once we have the proper structures enough projects to be worked on and the mechanics to, to be able to operationalize the whole thing okay. properly. So in a nutshell, just put down your email on the website and then always feel free to drop us a message on, uh, on, on Twitter. And feel free to to come up with any ideas and, and uh, solutions to the team because they are welcome, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we talked about the 37 Genesis members. They are also the experts of the guilds and uh, anyone who is coming in, yeah, can chime in with their idea or with uh, their two cents. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. Okay, when can we expect the next wave of entries? 
It would probably be at the end of August. End of August. End of August, beginning of September is the current plan. I think uh, everything is going pretty smoothly at the moment. So we should be able to to hit the right milestones and have the proper structure in place to onboard the new wave. And like you rightly said, you know, the, the existing uh, Genesis members will play an instrumental part in onboarding the new members. They're also members of other guilds, so they're bringing a ton of experience. And, uh, you know, the new wave of people are basically going to jump straight on board in terms of ideation, participation in existing projects. And uh, it's going to be fun. Okay, let me just go one step back uh, regarding the release of the games on the guild and regarding the passports. Do you plan to do this at the same time? Or uh, there will be, let's say, a step-by-step release. For example, I don't know, the games will be released one by one. And then um, the members will start playing, uh, start testing, let's say. And then the passport will be introduced. How this is going to go, if you can tell us. Yeah, so the thing is that most of these games are, are, are currently not ready, right? We have the closed alphas available to our players and they're already playing the games. Now the Gamer Passport is an initiative that will also take time to fully develop. But we we already have some integrations with some of our games where the gamer passport is implemented. You know, we're getting some on-chain data that uh, our players are are able to break down themselves. You know, like agree whether it's valuable. You know, suggest what else could be taken, and you know that will happen in stages. So currently, we are working on uh, a couple of adapters that track their social engagement, which is off-chain, and we're getting some on-chain data on on, uh, one of the games. As we go along, this will be implemented throughout all of them, and uh, we'll have a much more complete sense of of what the Gamer Passport looks like, because this is also a a work in progress. Okay. Any big announcements the community should look out for in the upcoming weeks, months, besides the next wave of onboarding? (laughs) Well, the thing is, considering the, the podcast will be released uh, in the future today, there is a big announcement. So uh, we we closed a very exciting partnership with Age of Zalmoxis. You rightfully pointed out that the graphics and the overall experience is amazing. And we have a little trailer that we'll be publishing on our, on our social media and uh, for our Genesis members. So uh, once you hear this... Um, Go to our pages and check it out. It's an exciting 20-minute video which uh, put to life what the team has been working tirelessly for several years. And I think people will be pretty excited once they uh, once they see it. Okay. Well, everyone, you can find all the links in the description of, of this podcast. So feel free to go and check the Twitter and website. Borislav, thank you very much for being here. I think it was a very fun chat. And I'm looking forward to our next chat when we discuss the other waves and the other games onboarding the Gaming Guild. Amazing. Thank you, Xavi. Thanks for having me. Have a good one.